This is the Halftime Show with Umar Adouri on Pulse95. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Halftime Show. And yes, it is usually with Omar Adouri, but it is with myself, Abdul Karim Hanif. Now, extended shift uh, from the morning majlis this morning. And uh, we did give you a little bit of a teaser in terms of what is coming up on the show today. Uh, get involved on the text lines 4215. This is going to be your dedicated sporting wrap-up. Omar Adouri is uh, off and enjoying a well-deserved break. And my Myself, Abdul Karim Hanif will be filling in this afternoon to keep you posted and keep you moving as well and keep you updated uh, with the world of sports. Now, we came live on Saturday. Uh, now, we're again live today to bring you a little bit of a sporting wrap-up of what happened uh, towards the end of uh, the the sporting events that took place. Of course, we had the Sharjah F1 H2O, the Sharjah Grand Prix, and uh, it was uh, Anderson uh, who walked away with the fine victory. But coming in second, Sean Torrente, Uh, allowing him to lift the championship title. So that was a big news over there. Uh, But over in the nation's capital, we had uh, the Mubadala World Tennis Championship exhibition tournament and Rafael Nadal certainly stole the show. So we'll be giving you a little bit of an update in terms of what is happening and uh, what Rafa had to say after his uh, fine victory. Looking to football. Who can forget about football? Uh, the Club World Cup victory for Liverpool. to continue uh, their fine form. And this game took place uh, in the region. And yes, they continue uh, to be dominating the global headlines of the world of football. And so we'll be delving into that as well. But then also Jose Mourinho, badly confident, uh, walked in and said, you know what, there's no space in my heart for my uh, former clubs. If I go in, I'm playing for my team and I will be rooting for my team, certainly. Uh, But it was Chelsea who had the last laugh and uh, stole a win and speaking of victories finally we saw pakistan uh, winning the test series at home after 13 years and what a test match that was in karachi today uh, can it concluded and of course the 16 year old nasim shah continues to be uh, in fine form and what a hero for his home team and uh, a big win for Pakistan this morning we'll be delving into that three wickets in the space of 16 balls uh, really if, you, if people had bought the tickets they should have turned up early for day five people expected that the test match would be going on for longer but certainly it didn't uh, but a fine victory for Pakistan so we'll be giving you a little bit of a recap of that and all the sporting headlines uh, from today and do get involved on the text lines 4215 if you would like ha- to have your say, uh, rather, right here on the Halftime Show, only on Pulse95. This is Pulse95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. Oh, he loves the fire and what a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse95. Nice strike! Yes, welcome back on to Pulse95's Halftime Show. We'll be giving you a little bit of a a sporting wrap-up this afternoon. And uh, yes, let's turn our focus towards... um the nation's capital, Abu Dhabi. Rafael Nadal uh, became uh, the fifth 
time winner of the World Tennis Championship. And uh, of course, it provides an ideal start and preparation for the 2020 season. He beats the rising star, uh, Stefano Tsitsipas. Now, Tsitsipas is a force to be reckoned with. You can't, uh, you can never write him off. And uh, he is the rising star. And you've heard it here, right here on Pulse 95, that he is the man to look forward to. He is going to be uh, the let's say Roger Federer of the world tennis in the coming decade at least he and uh, Rafael Nadal uh, a 22 year old kid from Spain had already achieved superstar status and he's a five time uh, a Grand Slam champion an Olympic gold medalist a Davis Cup winner had won 31 ATP tour titles uh, and he was in then uh, in the inaugural edition of the Mubadala World Tennis Championship. Uh, and now 11 years have gone by, five titles to his under his belt. He's aged 33. And that status of what it was has been upgraded to an all-time great. A further 53 titles have followed, and he's got 14 Grand Slams, three more Davis Cups, and... Um, and a cumulative total of 203 weeks in the top ranking. Uh, it was a key moment uh, for uh, Rafael Nadal and uh, taking over Stefano Tsitsipas in uh, Saturday's final to record his fifth title. Uh, but during the press conference, um, everything is similar. That's according to uh, Rafael Nadal. He said, the only negative point is I'm 11 years older, but I'm still alive and playing a good tennis. That final lasted three hours and 12 minutes. Yes, it is an exhibition tournament, but the Nadal mindset means he was never going to compete at anything less than full speed. Considering this year's tournament uh, was a week earlier than usual and Nadal's 2019 season finished later after leading Spain to the Davis Cup glory, he would have had every right to go through the motions and gradually build up his match fitness following a short off season. He said that it's like the beginning of the new season, so don't play this event like it's the end of 2019. I like it as the start of 2020. It is important to come here and feel competitive because I've been working at home and I've not been able to play competitively in the last two days. I've been working hard step by step to be ready uh, for uh, January. Now, it was if you went down to catch that final let us know on the text lines 4215 about what you thought of it the world number one beating stefano sitsipas 677576 justifying his presence as uh, the uh, that as the main as the main person and why he is number one tennis player at the moment however on the eve of the tournament just before it all kicked off in the nation's capital yeah nadal said that he was not in the best condition after a limited off-season due to his involvement in the uh, victorious campaign of Davis Cup at the end of November, November and he brought his trademark intensity to the nation's capital in that final to see seal off uh, a sensational form in that breakthrough victory at the ATP Tour Finals uh, last month as well. So it's time now uh, to hear from the man himself uh, about uh, this outing. And this is uh, what uh, uh, Rafael Nadal had to say uh, during the post-match press conference. Of course, talking about his age and how much tennis is left in him. And this is the Spaniard uh, speaking to the press about his performance. Everything was similar uh, the most 
negative point is is I am like 12 years like older. That's <laughs> that's the biggest uh, negative thing. Uh, but I'm still alive. I'm still alive playing good tennis, and that's uh, that's that's good. Uh, very happy, uh, of course. Have been a very tough final against a very tough opponent. So very happy for for the way that I I came back. And yeah, it's been a, a very positive victory for me. Super happy. I can't predict what's going on. Oh, I, I only can talk about things that are in my hands, and in my hands are to keep working well, keep doing the the right job, to be ready for for every single event that I I I am able to play, and hopefully my body respects uh, my 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 passion for for what I'm doing no? if I am healthy uh, then the rest of the things are a little bit less difficult now so just enjoying this uh, end of 2019 that have been uh, amazing year for me and just keep working hard to try to be ready for the beginning of the next year now of course uh, we've got to bear in mind if you're a tennis fan and you will be aware of this that there is the ATP Sportsmanship Award and Rafael Nadal bagged that uh, for second straight year and he was uh, given that award during uh, the ATP Tour Finals of course and uh, uh, he was also honoured with the uh, number one trophy during the ATP Finals for finishing off the season at number one uh, slot in the rankings um, another couple of awards that were given to were the comeback player of the year award uh, to Andy Murray who had uh, undergone a hip surgery in, in January and uh, to uh, so he's got that award as well and Roger Federer continued to be the fans favourite uh, but let's hear from Rafael Nadal about uh, the Stefan Edberg Sportsmanship Award for winning it uh, for a second straight year well yeah super super happy for that huh? means a lot uh, receiving a uh, the sportsmanship award uh, that my colleagues voted for it, so that means a lot to me. And uh, I always try to be <laughs> correct on court and off court. And, uh, and yeah, it's uh, it's an award that uh, yeah makes me makes me feel proud and super happy. So thanks to all of them for belief that I am the right one. Well, yes, uh, I've been a very tough match, but it's normal because I'm playing against an amazing player. So. Uh, normal to have this this type of tough matches. <laughs> Thing is, I don't know if I was 100% ready for this match physically and mentally, no? but uh, I fight it hard. Uh, I give it my best out there. Uh, and finally, I, I came back with the trophy home, and that's important for me uh, to keep going with the, with the positive results. So, have been a, a good level of tennis. Of course, I, I was against the score, and I had some tough moments at the end of the second. But I was able to find a way, and uh, it's always difficult against a player like him. That uh, probably he he came here with um, better preparation than my one because I finished later than him playing the Davis Cup. So then I had to rest. So he, he finished like one week and something before. So uh, yeah, I am super happy with the victory. But at the same time, I'm super happy the way that I I was able to become keep being very competitive against the best players. 
Well, what a compliment to give Tsipas uh, uh, as well. It's such a, an important uh, aspect of sportsmanship and also an important aspect of understanding each other's struggles and also encouraging and backing each other. Uh, time now for us to take a bit of a short break. And if you'd like to get involved uh, with the discussions and have your say on the matter, uh, do, get, do drop us a text on 4215. And if there's any particular story that you'd like us to focus on, get involved up next we will be talking all things football because it certainly was a very very important uh, game uh, that took place yesterday uh, in fact and it is uh, the uh, the Chelsea uh, versus Tottenham Hotspurs we'll do that uh, we'll speak about that as well and then followed by more discussion on Liverpool's fine victory uh, in the Club World Cup all this will be revealed right here on The Morning Majlis. In fact, getting confused over here. It's not The Morning Majlis. It is the halftime show. Uh, And yes, this is what happens when you're filling in in the afternoon. So brace yourself. There'll be some shout-outs to The Morning Majlis crew because I have to be presenting the halftime show on my own. And uh, and, uh, Omar Adouri does a fine job indeed. Well, stay tuned to Pulse95. Lots to get through this morning. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. Oh, he loves the fire and what a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Hello and welcome back on to the Halftime Show. And yes, it was Frank Lampard against Jose Mourinho, against his one-time mentor. But a comfortable win at Tottenham was overshadowed uh, by some not-so-very-friendly behaviour, which was aimed at the visiting defender Antonio Rudiger. Now, Rudiger was involved in the second-half incident that saw Tottenham's Son Heung-min sent off the striker was dismissed following a video assistant referee review for raising his boot in a clash with the German centre-back near the touchline. Shortly afterwards, uh, Rudiger appeared to be making a... Well, he is supposed to have, supposedly has had uh, received racist abuse from Spurs fans. Chelsea drew the incident uh, to the attention of the referee and uh, three announcements were made over the public address system, warning that racist behaviour among spectators was interfering with the game. Uh, The match was actually held up when objects were thrown towards uh, Chelsea's goalkeeper and was a miserable afternoon for Spurs and Mourinho uh, against his former club and that too at home. Uh, but uh, what a fantastic game that was indeed. Uh, 2-0, very comfortable win. Uh, the, the, the win has strengthened their grip on fourth place and left them four points above the fifth-placed uh, uh, Sheffield United. Uh, Spurs remain in seventh, uh, seventh place with about six points uh, between them. And Lampard was seen to be making and having some wild celebrations in front of Chelsea's supporters after the final whistle. Uh, it was a graphic illustration of what the press describe it as, as what he saw was as the significance of this victory. And uh, Chelsea and is his second in management of a single campaign in, at Derby County. Uh, and uh, Mourinho had such 
had shared such glories alongside the former England midfielder during his time at uh, Stamford Bridge when they won two Premier League titles together. Uh, and of course, yesterday, there was only one winner. Chelsea was sharp and uh, very smooth in that encounter against uh, Tottenham Hotspurs as well. Now, if you follow the Morning Majlis uh, quite extensively, and if you are a dedicated listener of Pulse95, you will be aware that I'm a Newcastle United fan. And what a victory Victory it was for Newcastle United beating Crystal Palace over the weekend. Uh, and Newcastle fans celebrated uh, in a wild roar. And uh, it was a thank you, thanks to Miguel Almiron's first goal uh, for the club and uh, what Stephen Bruce has been saying that he's never heard such a roar like that from Newcastle fans Uh, I think the crowd showed their appreciation for him I think relief is the wrong word we're all just delighted for him now since he joined the club in January he lit up the place with his pace uh, trickery and skills and uh, what what Steve Bruce has been saying is day in day out he works and works but unfortunately he has not been able to manage a goal today he's got the winner and we're all delighted for him now that win raises Newcastle's position to ninth and they are literally three points away from Sheffield United which who stand at fifth it's not many points apart uh, they are storming forward and I think Newcastle United have this opportunity to make sure that they're no longer just a mid-table side they can be slightly up in the rankings if we keep our fingers crossed if we keep our hopes up high they could do certainly do really well so we'll be cheering them on as well well lots to get through this morning we'll take a bit of a short break here uh, uh, as we are gearing up for the news headlines and once we come back we'll be talking about uh, this morning's encounter we'll turn our focus towards cricket Pakistan versus Sri Lanka Karachi was the turf for a, a, a memorable outing and an occasion for the young 16-year-old fast bowler of Pakistan, Naseem Shah, the hero this morning. Stay tuned to the Halftime Show and right here on Pulse95, the heart of Sharjah. This is Pulse95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. Oh, he loves the this is the halftime show with Umar Adouri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Well, we could have played a little bit of regret tune, surely, to celebrate the young ones and the rising stars. It might be too harsh, maybe, but no, come on. Uh, it's about celebrating the teenager Nassim Shah to become the youngest pace bowler to take five wickets in an innings of a test match and to claim two of the last three wickets. And that was this morning. Sri Lanka chasing 476 for victory, folded for 212. And there, there is uh, a, a big issue here when it comes to Sri Lanka's performance. You, they would all expect uh, that uh, in terms of 
what's been going on uh, the, you know, to, to chase that target because they didn't start off the second inning, uh, second innings on that great of a note. Uh, but Pakistan, after 13 years, are winning a test series at home. And uh, the they won the two-match series 1-0 against Sri Lanka after winning this test match in Karachi uh, by 263 runs. It was an emotional series and uh, they needed only 16 deliveries to claim the last three wickets uh, for that. And such joyous occasion, joyous scenes all across town indeed. Two-match series started off with a drawn test in Rawalpindi. It was Pakistan's first test matches on home soil since the 2009 militant attack on Sri Lanka. Um, Naseem, who had dismissed uh, Dilrawan Pereira with the last delivery on, uh, on Sunday, struck with the very first ball this morning when the 16-year-old centre-back Lasith Ambuldenia to be on a hat-trick as well. Uh, Vishwa Fernando denied him that feat though, however, that would have been such a magical moment uh, for the young Nassim Shah had he uh, taken that uh, hat-trick as well. Now, speaking at the post-match ceremony, uh, Azhar Ali, the Pakistan's captain, said uh, that his own century was long due, adding that he hoped that he could continue the same performance uh, and yesterday the captain scored 118 runs. He said that it was advantageous, particularly for batsmen, to play test series on home grounds. He thanked all the security agencies, uh, sponsors, as well as the crowd uh, who turned up to watch the series. Uh, it is the resumption and marks that resumption of test cricket in the country for the first time in 10 years and nine months. The last time the Green Shirts won a test match at home was also in Karachi. It was 13 years ago against the West Indies. Uh, opener Abed Ali, the man in form, came the first batsman to score hundreds in both test and one-day international debuts when he struck a ton uh, during the match as well. So he was given the Man of the Series uh, award and rightly so. And now because of this we're, we're seeing lots of cricket hopefully to be returning to Pakistan of course the PSL the Pakistan Super League is going to be completely in Pakistan this year uh, but we have news uh, that they the South African side might be touring Pakistan in March uh, this year uh, uh, in 2020 rather and that is going to be something that we can look forward to being hosted over there they're likely to tour uh, in March 2020 uh, is what the Pakistan Cricket Board has been saying uh, and, uh, they, they, and they are also looking to invite Ireland and Afghanistan to send their teams next year to play limited overs cricket and test matches but are still waiting confirmation uh, but Bangladesh's trip seems to be likely at the moment so it is uh, a a very happy moment for lots of Pakistanis who are big fans of the cricket uh, but this win has allowed Pakistan to now climb to number three on the ICC World Test Championship points table now I may make some not very friendly faces or be greeted with not so very friendly replies but I don't think they deserve that to be honest their tour to Australia wasn't that great to be honest and number three Climbing from all the way from down to number eight. They were number eight before the start of the series, but now with those valuable points in the Test Championship. Of course, it's based on the Test Championship points, but overall, performance-wise, they can do a little bit better. 
maybe more test matches at home and uh, better training here as opposed to playing in the UAE. They could be slightly better. Uh, but fingers crossed, let's see an exciting time, an exciting uh, year ahead for Pakistan cricket. Well, stay tuned to Pulse95. Halftime show is, got, uh, is going nowhere. We are continuing the discussion and celebrating the world of sports right here on Pulse95. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. Oh, he loves the fire and what a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Umar Adouri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! Oh, yes, we've got to talk about this the Super Cup final Juventus of course uh, other team but before that we'll quickly wrap up and of course Liverpool won the the FIFA Club World Cup and that was a phenomenal win for Liverpool well and truly deserved indeed they continue the fine form and reign so that was a very very proud moment so if you're a Liverpool fan get involved in the text lines 4215 but one person certainly getting involved with us is Hanny Balkus you enjoyed your future talk earlier by coming back to halftime show and joining us Juventus are you a Juventus fan Hanny? Uh, well, you know, you know the saying: when all yes. your friends are the Ju- are Juventus fans or fans of any team, you kind of have to be a fan. Yes, correct. So uh, that's that's kind of what's been going on yesterday. Uh, I came to the Majlis, their yes. actual Majlis, not yes. the morning Majlis, not the morning Majlis. I came to the Majlis, and they were uh, they were watching the match, and uh, tensions were high. Yes, I'm just kidding. Tensions were high. Uh, it, it was kind of it was a well deserved, obviously well deserved win for Lazio. They played better than Juventus, but. Uh, I mean, it was not. It was kind of not the team that they expected to win, mm. because uh, Juventus has been number one for the past, the beginning of time. Yes, that's true. Right, and uh, Lazio has never won against Ju- Juventus in the past thirteen years. Wow, thirteen years! But ever since the beginning of this year, they won in January mm-hmm. against against Juventus, and they're winning for the Italian Super Cup t- uh, yesterday. What a g- big win! It was in Saudi Arabia as well. I think it might be the weather. Uh, I mean, uh, too hot or too cold, Abdul Karim? Uh, I'd say good conditions. Good c- conditions. Good conditions of Riyadh, you know? They're, they're very good conditions. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it, it was a very high-tensioned match. I mean, we saw Cristiano Ronaldo, Dybala uh, uh, play, and also Benzema. I mean, uh, not Benzema, sorry, Hugin. Yes. Yes, Hugin, I, I, yes. I kind of get confused. They kind of look the same. They kind of <laughs> look the same. Both of them are bald. But yeah. uh, <laughs> but uh, it, it was a very tense match. Uh, my, my friends, I remember... Uh, they were pretty upset, Abdul Karim. No, oh, how did you get? Did you did you have to like, you know, cheer them up? A little uh, bit? I kind of try to cheer them up, but yeah. when you're at that stage right there, it's mm. it's hard to cheer them up because I came into the Majlis and I saw everyone was quiet. Mm. I was like, what's what's wrong with everyone? Why is everyone upset? I look over to the screen, the TV screen. I see two to one. Yeah, right. That was during the half time. That was second half, and then uh, three to one. It became three to one after. Uh, a, a, a free kick a yes. free kick it was actually a beautiful goal by the way it hit the pole wow. and then directly inside of the goal mm. wow. it, 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 it was one and then after that I had to sit and watch with my friends again Real Madrid versus uh, Atletico okay yeah and that was uh, that was very uh, high tensed as well because mm-hmm. it, it ended with 0-0 
Even, even, even though Real Madrid mm. were doing really good, I mean, there was some at the beginning of the first half. You would see players, I mean, mm. be right next to the goal, next to Atletico, that Real Madrid players, and there was nothing going in. It was nothing not going in. in. Yeah. Well, I think it's just uh, the festive times. I think people are preparing for the holiday season and thinking, you know what, let's just take it easy. That could be it. Uh, but did you hear about AC Milan's heaviest defeat? Not yet. No. They lost 5-0 to Atlanta <laughs> yesterday. So uh, that is the heaviest defeat since 1988. In fact, 1998, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but yep, they got... Abdul Karim, is there a curse going around? All the favorite and well-known teams are just losing drastically. I mean, you have Real Madrid, Juventus, mm-hmm. AC Milan. I mean, Liverpool has beca- is a favorite. Yeah. And they won the Gulf Cup. Yeah. But uh, I mean, still... I think it's just the uh, issue is that many people are just preparing for the holidays. They don't want to get injured. They want to be enjoying the season, the festive seasons. And of course, when when training gets tough and you know you want to be off, there is going to be a little bit of a break in the world yes. football. You're not going to give you 100%. And it's just the Super Cup. It's not Serie A. So I'm guessing Juventus took it slightly uh, on the easier side. Diverting out of football, though, Abdelkrim, are you a fan of UFC? I'm a big fan of UFC. Yes. Not a crazy fan. Not a crazy. Well, I I, I can say I'm a kind of crazy fan. Okay. I wake up 6 a.m. Yes. To watch it. To watch. Should wake up 6 a.m. to listen to po- morning matches. Morning, morning matches at 7 a.m. Abdul Kadir. But 6 a.m. got to be waking. So you got to be waking fresh. up. So uh, you have uh, Conor McGregor. Yeah. Back versus, in the action. You're back in action versus Donald Cerrone, Ooh. cowboy, and that's wow. a big match. This match is either kind of a make it or break it. For, uh, for Conor McGregor on uh, January 18th. Okay. So it's kind of make it or break it match. He hasn't won a single fight, Abdul Karim, since 2016. It's because At, of the Mayweather thing. The, the, uh, I mean, uh, I mean, you're not as hungry when you make $100 million in one, mu- one night. Well, exactly. So I think he's back again. He, he wants he wants that uh, limelight again. He doesn't want to be the forgotten uh, fighter of UFC. But January 18th, marking our date J- in the calendar. Jan- January 18th, yes, indeed. And, and a lot of speculation is going on whether or not he deserves the title shot after that. So we have uh, Khabib, the, mm-hmm. lightweight, heavy, the lightweight champion right now, is saying, listen, right, to Dana White, which is the president of the U.S. He says, listen, right, you're not going to give him a fight at 170. So he's going up to wel- welterweight, right? Yeah. But Khabib fights at 155. So so, so, he's saying, so what they're saying is that Dana White is saying, well, listen, Connor's going to fight Cowboy, and if he wins... Right, he's gonna have a title shot for 155. Wow! So Khabib says, no, 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 no. He goes back to 155. He gets a 10 win streak, and then he comes to me, and I'll think about giving him the title shot. Wow! Well, there we go. Lots to look forward to, and uh, lots has been discussed right here on the halftime show. We are going to be calling it a close because running short of time, and uh, of course, we'll be looking forward to welcoming you again uh, on Wednesday. Pleasure having uh, you here, Abdul Karim. I mean, it's we're not, we're not usually uh, used to seeing you yeah, at this exactly. time, uh, Abdul Karim. Of course, you not. finish the morning messages and off your merry way, off my merry ways. But nope, we're staying back and uh, being here in sporty spirit as well. Uh, so we'll thank you, Honey Balkas. Thank you, Abdul uh, Karim. Thank you for staying back after your future talk as well. We'll be coming back uh, on Wednesday with halftime show updates and talking to you about all things sports. So stay tuned to Pulse ninety five. And if you would like, uh, Omar Abdul. 
Gauri back on the halftime show. Just drop a text on text on the on four two one five. We'll ask him to come back from his break early. How about that? Well, stay tuned to Pulse ninety five. Lots to get through this morning, this afternoon. In fact, uh, you're used to the morning measures at the morning measures. See, never used to these afternoons. Still can't see outside. Well, keep listening and keep it locked as always, as Big House would do. So shout out to Big House, and we'll be coming right back very very shortly. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday from 3pm.